0: Let me know if this sounds like you. You're a teacher who's at their wits end, burned out, or maybe you're just stressed to the max. You want to get on the road to burnout recovery, but you don't know what to do, how to get there, or if it's even possible. I hear you and I wanna help, but we didn't get into burnout on the same path. So why should recovery be any different? That's why I wanted to share with you a brand new free resource that I have on my website. It's called The Personalized Roadmap to Teacher Burnout Recovery. In this quick, less than five minute quiz, you'll answer questions that will help identify your needs, your strengths, and your weaknesses. Once you've completed it, you will have access to the personalized roadmap to burnout recovery that's gonna give you your next best steps to take on your recovery journey packed with resources and support along the way head over to teaching mind body slash quiz or head over to the link in the show notes I cannot wait to see your action steps along the way enjoy today's episode Hey, hey, welcome back to episode 48 of the Resilient Teacher Podcast. In most of the schools right now, it's about time for contracts to be given out, to be signed, and returned for the upcoming school year. And I know that there are at least a couple of you or more out there who are really struggling to determine, should I go back next year? How am I going to do it? Can I actually even recover from burnout? And I have been where you are. Here's the thing, y'all. I know that I come on to this podcast. I share ways for you to remain in teaching, but let's be real. The only thing that I really want to do is help you recover from burnout, help you find that joy, that passion again, however that may look. I'm never going to be the one who is trying to convince someone who's already ready to throw in the towel to stay in it for the kids or guilt you into staying in the game when it no longer serves you. I have a huge heart for all teachers, anyone who has been in the education field. And some of my favorite teachers are no longer in the classroom, but are still supporting teachers and busting their hineys to make a change in the system. So if you're considering leaving, I want to just say, you're not alone, and you don't owe it to anyone to stay. That's why in today's episode, we're going to talk with Amber Harper, who you might know as the burned-in teacher. She and I are kindred souls. I've been on her podcast in the past, and I wanted to bring her on here too, because she's done that thing that all of us have considered at least once she threw in the towel. She quit. She left teaching and she didn't do it just once. She left teaching twice and she went back twice. She's still in the classroom today, which I think is super unique because if you're on teacher TikTok, you know about teacher quit talk and So many teachers are leaving, but Amber left and then she came back only to find the fulfillment she was missing all along. And so these next two episodes are dedicated to those teachers who are considering leaving the classroom. And I promise neither one of these two episodes is going to guilt you into staying. I pinky promise. And so today we're going to talk with Amber about how she went from burned out to burned in. We're going to ask her the question that so many of you want to know, which is like, why? Why did she leave? Why did she come back? And really give you permission to explore change and your options. My guest, Amber Harper, is a longtime educator. She's an author, a speaker, a podcaster. She's the founder of burnedinteacher.com and the author of Hacking Teacher Burnout, which gives struggling teachers a path to follow as they navigate their way Out of burnout. Amber is a teacher burnout coach working with educators to help them grow through their burnout and take their next best steps towards what they want from their career in education and then in life. I don't know about you, but I'm ready to talk with Amber. So let's get into it. Hey there, and welcome to the Resilient Teacher Podcast, the podcast giving overwhelmed and burned out teachers inspiration, sustainable strategies, and reigniting passion for teaching. I'm Brittany, a special education teacher and teacher resilience and retention strategist, and I am on a mission to inspire educators to prioritize their mental health and individualize their self-care routines so that they can live a balanced, fulfilling life as an educator while making a bigger impact in their classrooms and communities. Hey, Amber, welcome to the Resilient Teacher Podcast. I am so excited to have another teacher mental health advocate here on the show, and you know I am a huge fan.
1: Oh, well, thank you, and I am a fan of yours, so thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, so I gave a little brief introduction about you, but I would love it if you would just introduce yourself to the listeners, share a little bit about how you began the whole burned-in teacher movement.
1: Yes, sure. And I'll try to keep it short and sweet for you. Uh, So my name is Amber Harper. I am a kindergarten teacher in Northeast Indiana. This is my 14th year teaching, um, but not consecutively as we might get into. Um, I've left teaching twice and returned twice. (laughs) So uh, I've taught grades fifth. First, second, third, back to first, and now in kindergarten. And um, so, in addition to teaching kindergarten full time, um, I do um, I run Burned In Teacher. So that is my my way of serving teachers uh, through my book, my course, my podcast, my website, speaking, all of the things. As I know you can relate to Brittany, you're you're doing all that great stuff too. And um, so, I I advocate and help teachers to empower themselves to take their next best steps so they can live a happy and fulfilled life. And really that came from my own terribly horrible (laughs) burnout story that I really lived out for, for close to 10 years of my, my first 10 years of my career. And I just got so sick of feeling miserable and accepting that as my forever reality. And I got tired of Googling things and not finding anything that really worked for me. Um, And in 2014 I finally had such a terrible embarrassing mental and emotional breakdown in front of my in front of my teacher friends that I realized that something needed to change and for in my experience there were two things that needed to change number 1 I needed to change myself I was I was victimizing myself I was miserable I was I was consistently riding that roller coaster have burnout, and um, in that in in that case, I also needed to change my environment. Um, and in 2014, when all this happened that's not when burned in teacher actually started. That's not when I bought the domain and started blogging, but I really feel like that's where burned in teacher was born because that's, that was my rock bottom moment. And that's where I really knew that I needed to do a lot of work. And as I started to do that inner work on myself, I, I started to, you know, talk about these things I was learning and no one really knew what the heck I was talking about. And, um, then in 2016, I, I was super inspired at a Google conference that I went to. I wanted to become a Google-certified educator and innovator and a trainer, And uh, so that really reignited my spark for teaching and for life again, if I'm being completely honest. And so that in 2016 was when I decided to buy the domain burned in teacher because it was 180 degrees opposite of how I was feeling, totally burned out. And um, started blogging and telling my story in addition to sharing the things that I was doing in my life to, to change it, to change my life and to really enjoy teaching and enjoy living again because I was just really stuck in a terrible cycle. Yeah,
0: I can I can relate to that. I mean, I was I was there doing I mean, I bought the t-shirt, I got the snow globe, I got all the things mm-hmm. that says you are completely burned out and I know that sharing my transformation and sharing the things that I did, it really brought that joy back. And I and with you, like it just sounds exactly the same. But one of the things that you talked about in your story is that you quit teaching. And I think that's such a big thing because I, I can't relate to that part, you yeah. know, and so I have to know more about it. And yeah. and you did it not once, but twice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I know really any teacher who is burned
1: out has the same question. Why did you come back to teaching? Great question. So the first time I left and then returned, I actually did not want to return because I I had had such a a volatile and toxic relationship with my administration. And that was one big reason that I needed to leave um, that that district and that school that I was in back in 2014. And I did. And I left and I took this, what I thought would be a great position as an executive director of an educational nonprofit in our community that was very, um, very popular. Everybody knew about it. They were in schools. They were in libraries. They were everywhere. And I was there just long enough to close it. Uh, and I swear it wasn't my fault. Uh, they shouldn't have hired me. The executive director was retiring, and they had lost a lot of funding, but had not made the adjustments that they should have made. And I came in, and I had taught first, second, third grade, and I was like, this, "Something's not right. This, these, these number These are big numbers. I can do some big numbers. This is not adding up." And um, and I was I we had to close close it down. So I had failed very publicly, um, both. I left in the middle of the school year to take on this role. So I felt like I had failed my students. I had failed my team that I left. I had failed my my profession as a teacher leaving mid-year. And now I failed very publicly. I mean, it was in the newspaper. It was, it was just very, very, very embarrassing. And so I'm like, all right, well, I tried. I failed. There's nothing else I can do. I have to go back to the classroom. And so I went back, but not to the same district. I went to a different district. Actually, the district that I work in now, um, but it was a different building. And I was like, this is it for me. And when I say this is it for me, and when I say, you know, and part of my story was that I felt like I was being called to do something else or do something more, but I didn't know what it was. It wasn't that teaching isn't good. It was never like teaching wasn't good enough. I just always had this pull that like, are you meant to do something else? Are you meant to work with other people? Like, I always felt like I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do when I grew up. And and that just really... It didn't propel me forward. It kept holding me back is how I felt. And so I went back to this. I went to a new district, new grade level. I went from third to first. And it was actually okay. It it really was. And then in 2016, so that was the first time I left and returned. 2016 is when I actually, you know, went to this conference, didn't want to go because I was burned the F out again. I didn't feel like I had any friends, didn't know, didn't have anybody that really knew me or cared to know me. And, um, my husband was like, go, maybe I'll meet some new, you know, teachers from different buildings. And, you know, and I did and, um, just got super inspired. And that's when I, you know, bought the domain, built Burnin Teacher. And then so for the next two and a half years after I bought the domain and I was blogging and becoming a Google certified Educator and trainer, um, I started to lead some trainings uh, for Google um, at you know different places um, at our local education service centers, um, districts, and uh, and different buildings around Indiana. But I was having to say no a lot. And I had in my head then all of these dreams of where I wanted to take burned in teacher and who I wanted to serve. And I had this idea of turning burned in into a process because it wasn't one. And I was just, I had all these big dreams and goals. And so in summer of 2018, I'm sorry, in spring of 2018, I told my husband, I, th- I said, I said, instead of saying no to these opportunities to do some Google training, and instead of saying no to Building burned in teacher and seeing what I can do and who I can serve with it, I think I'm gonna say yes to that and say no to teaching again. <laughs> um, so okay. I left the second time, not because of burnout, but because I wanted to say yes to these opportunities that were knocking on my door that I was having to say no to previously. So I left in 2018. And as we all know, a couple years later, what happened? So I number one, I'm an extrovert, and but you know, being at home and working from home and traveling to these different places sounded super sexy and super fun. And it was. And then 2020 happened, you know, into 2021. And even before COVID, I I swear to you, I had the itch to return to the classroom because I was home by myself. It was me and my dog. And especially after covid schools didn't need Google training the way that they did before. They had learned all of those things by necessity, which is great. Um, And my passion wasn't really into Google anymore. I, I had really fully evolved into wanting to run this, you know, run, burn in teacher and serve teachers who were feeling so frustrated, so burned out, so miserable, because that was really where my heart lay the whole time was, was for these teachers that, that needed something, needed a path and needed a, a, needed a way for them to step out of this burned out state. So spring of 2021, I, I had been I scrolling through the open jobs and Lord knows there's a bunch of them. And um, I specifically wanted to go back to the district that I had left the second time that I left teaching uh, because I really, I, I really loved it. I, I loved the schedule. My husband works here in this district and I wanted to be on the same calendar as him. So there happened to be a kindergarten opening in a different building that I worked in previous. And I knew people that had worked in this building because my husband had been the previous principal and then was asked to go to a different building to help start their preschool program. And I was like, I really like everybody that Jeff worked with, so I'm going to I'm going to go for it. Kindergarten, I don't really know, but we're going to go for it and it has been the best experience. I have never felt so content and so happy and just so fulfilled being a teacher in my entire life. And I really did return because I I'm not the type of person that can work from home. And I I really was going through a, I'm gonna say a slight depression with it being so quiet, so lonely, so isolated essentially in my home office. Um, and I am I'm so happy to be doing burn and teacher in tandem with teaching full time. I feel like I get to practice what I preach as well. I get yeah. to show people that. I'm not full of it. Like I really, (laughs) I'm doing the thing and I'm doing the things that I talk about so much. Um, So it really has been the best experience. I love
0: all of that. I was, I was listening to you and I'm like, oh yeah, I feel that way sometimes. I'm like, oh, i have to say no to this and I have to say no to this. But then in the end of your story, I'm like, yeah, but then the fulfillment that you get from teaching and being able to show You're still in the classroom and you're still doing all of these things and having to work through your burned in process while that's all occurring is is a testimony, you know, like for how that works. And I feel the same way about teaching and about doing those things because when people can see the struggles that you're going through with them and knowing that you're having to use the things that you teach about, the things that you're passionate about, it's a way bigger impact, um, I think. And I think your story is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 And so say we've got this teacher, okay? okay? We have this teacher, they're burned out. They've begun doing some inner work. You know, they're really determining their why for their burnout, but they think they want to leave the classroom. Mm-hmm. What are some questions that teachers can really ask themselves to really ensure that That aligns with their values and all that.
1: Mm. Well, number one, you know, you have, of course, and I want to be careful with this. You have your why to teach. Like, why were you a teacher in the first place? Mm -hmm. I would really begin where you are. This, this is what the process is set up to do is really to help you to process these thoughts that you're having and these possibilities that lay ahead of you. So number one, like, number one, what brought you here? Like, what brought you to the place of maybe considering leaving? So number one, why did you become a teacher in the first place? And then I would ask them, you know, how long have you been here in this place? And I mean both metaphorically and physically. Like, how long have you been teaching? How long have you been teaching in this building? How long have you been in this grade level? Because essentially, and what I have learned through my own experience of leaving twice, returning twice, is that sometimes leaving just sounds like the only option. Yeah. So, and for some people, it really is the best option because you can't self-care your way out of a toxic workplace culture. You can't. Absolutely. Absolutely hmm So, and, and maybe that is your reality, but there I have talked to way too many teachers who have said, my principal's amazing. My team is incredible. I just can't keep going at this pace. So no matter where you are, I would start with where you are. So again, coming back to, okay, how long have you felt this way? All right. What triggered what triggered these emotions? You know, is it, has there been a small change? You know, did you have a change in administration? Um, maybe have you been teaching the same grade level for 12 years and maybe you just need a grade level change? Um, does any of that sound appealing to you? And if yes, great, like let's kind of lean into that. If no, all right, let's lean into, all right, if you want to leave, if you think that's the best choice for you, are you wanting to leave for a Different building? Are you wanting to leave for a different district? Are you wanting to leave for a different role, a different a different workplace? You know, a different title. Um, I think just allowing people and teachers to explore the idea of change, giving them permission is is the best thing giving yourself permission to explore because you just exploring and seeing how this feels um there's nothing wrong with that you're not you're not cheating on your profession this is just the beginning of you really thinking about what could be and the possibilities really are endless but it really does begin and end with you believing that change is possible and that change can be any number of things it doesn't have to be one finite I quit. Like I leave. It it can be any number of possibilities. Yeah. I mean, you know, I
0: think that so many teachers forget that there's other options. Like I had somebody go through the individualized Educare program and they were like, you know, I, I'm thinking about leaving the profession. I can't do this anymore. I really just cannot do this. And what she found through that process was that she had a knack. For technology. She was passionate about technology, but she was teaching English. And yeah. so she wasn't really able to do that. And what she did through that process was realize here are my strengths. And this is my these are my values. And so now I need to change things up and I need to try something new. And she's an ed tech coach.
1: Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. Like cause what you're seeing here is a misalignment. Yeah, exactly. And that is so, so often the cause of burnout because what you want to do and what you're doing every day are not aligning ever. Now, of course, there are days where you're doing a bunch of stuff that you don't want to do. But let me tell you, even when you're working for yourself and you know this, Brittany, you have to do stuff you don't want to do. It's just adulting, right? Yep. But if it's consistent across the board, day in and day out, you are feeling discontent and unsatisfied with what you're doing every day. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to leave the profession. It's a misalignment in your current role, and you re- there are so Lord knows again. Like I already said, there are plenty of opportunities for change um, in most situations, in most teaching situations. So absolutely, what you're saying is is so so on point,
0: and. Just kind of piggybacking off of that too, like teachers often think, you know, I can, I'm only qualified to teach English. Like in, in my state, like all you have to do is pass a test to do another, you know, get certified in something else. You don't have to go back to school to do that. You can just kind of do a little extra something and teach something else if that's what you want to do. And I think so often they have that imposter syndrome, like, well, I'm only qualified for this or I'm only you know, I've only done this before. I only have this experience, but with all of these roles that are open and available, it's so it's so easy just to pivot. You yeah. know, like friends
1: pivot. You yes. know? And you could have a teacher who is saying that, that, well, I've been teaching for 25 years. Who's going to hire me? Let me tell you, I know for a fact there are plenty of schools that will hire teachers that have experience now because, number one, there's either no one else who's applying or they want someone who really truly is the most qualified. And I've heard it said on many different channels, Um, on Instagram, I've heard people talking about it and on podcasts of how in a lot of situations now in different schools and districts, you can negotiate your contract now. Yeah. Something that has never been possible in education. Or you could have another teacher who is saying, yeah, I could do that, but I'm sure that there is so much to do. I'm sure there are so many hoops to jump through. I'm sure I would have to go back to school that they don't even try. Yeah. They put up these walls and they believe a certain, they have a certain belief about how hard it's going to be. And they don't even try, which just breaks my heart because... We are capable of so much more. And typically, like you said, things are not typically as difficult as they may seem. Yeah.
0: And, you know, like I think a lot of teachers that are thinking of leaving the profession, they often don't have the authentic boundaries, things that are really good for them. So, for those teachers who are considering leaving the profession, what are like three boundaries that you would tell them to set before actually getting out?
1: Yeah. So I would say, so you're saying if the teacher is considering quitting, what are some boundaries they could set to maybe create some of that mental and time space that maybe they don't feel like they have to quit? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So the number one thing that I would say is setting time boundaries. And I have made that very, very easy with what I call a time budgeter. So I can quickly explain that to you. So a way that you can easily set time boundaries, and you could use this as well if you are convinced that you want to look for other teaching opportunities or other work opportunities, is you have to make time to do that work. Like, And you have to make time. Like If we're, if they're going through your program or my program or, or whatever it is that they're trying to do to grow themselves, you have to make the time for it. You can't. Mm-hmm can't find it you're never going to find more time but you can make more time so um, so what you can do is you can create a time allowance so essentially let's say um, your contract is mine for example is 730 to 330 okay so I have to be at school during those hours right? but as we all know there is much more time involved in teaching than just your contract hours and i'm not advocating for working past them but typically like i will come in at 7 instead of 7:30 and then i will be done at my contract hours for other people they might stay a little later but we we do this typically really blindly and that can lead to absolutely no boundaries we just we just work ourselves until we feel like we're going to fall on the floor or we have to leave for you know mm-hmm. pay- et cetera. So let's say obviously our contract hours is, are, are 40 hours a week. Okay. And let's say maybe that's your goal. I want to work 40 hours a week. Okay. That's a totally valid goal. Let's go with that. So that's your time allowance. You're saying, I'm allowing myself 40 hours a week to work on school. This includes, by the way, checking your email on your phone. Yes. Take it off. Take it off. <laughs> Take it off. No one's going to die. It's going to be okay. So, um, so you have your time allowance. And then what I asked people is, you know, if you had, you have a budget, you know, do you budget your money? You know, you can budget your time as well. Time and money are some of our most important resources that we have. Mm-hmm. We budget our money or we protect it in banks. We protect it with passwords, but we don't protect our time. So now what we do is we look at, and this is Sunday through Saturday or Saturday through Sunday, however you want to run your calendar or Monday through, through Sunday. Look at how, how are you going to budget those hours? So. If you want to work 40 to 45 hours, how many hours are you going to work on Monday? This causes you to look at your calendar. This causes you to plan ahead. This causes you to really plan ahead for how many hours you are going to allow yourself for work. That takes away your teacher guilt. It takes away your mom guilt. It takes away just what it does is it creates, like you said, those boundaries so that you have to tell yourself enough. Enough. If you don't know how to tell yourself enough, it's going to be really hard for you to verbalize enough and set boundaries, like personal boundaries or spatial boundaries. So this is a great practice for yourself. So what I would say is, okay, Monday, I'm going to say I will work from 7 to 3.30, all right? Uh, Maybe I have to leave to get my kids by 3.30, 3.45, okay? So Tuesday. Um, Maybe I'm going to come in uh, 645. So again, I can leave right away at 330. All right. Maybe on Wednesday, I can stay a little later. Maybe that's going to be my late day. So I'm going to show up at 730 at my contract time. I'm going to leave at four. So you can balance all of this time budgeting out and then add up the amount of hours that you're working. So you can see it, like seeing it on paper is just mind-blowing and so eye-opening because before you were just kind of leaving it to whoever or whatever wants to take of your time. Yeah. Now it's going to cause you to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't commit to that because I really do have to leave it this time.
0: Yes. I love that. I love the way that you've created this visualization tool. We're going to put the link for that in the show notes too, because I think that will really help those visual learners to be able to see what they're kind of needing time boundaries around. You know, when I was realizing that a lot of my time was spent doing. Things that weren't valuable to me, not valuable to my students, that I was doing these repetitive things, I created automations. Yes. And I'm sure you have automations like for your classroom or for your business, but using them in my business really had me entering them into my classroom. And I'm like, why am I doing all of these things that are taking this brain power where I could be using the time that. I would be spending in the mornings or in the afternoons, and now I don't have to do those things mm-hmm. in the mornings and the afternoons or stay late or anything like that because I'm actually getting what I need to get done mm-hmm. during the day. So, I think I just think that's really powerful to be able to time budget. Oh my gosh, that is that is really cool.
1: Yeah. Um, and then, well, but with, then within that time budget, like what you just said, that you you realize some things you can automate, but then you also ultimately realize your eyes are open to the things that you can simplify. Mm -hmm. eliminate altogether because they really aren't that important. Because you realize if they don't fit into my time budget, I really need to rethink, do I need to adjust this thing that I tell myself I have to do? Do I need to abandon it? Or do I need to adopt a new way of doing things? And it really is a great starting point. I love that
0: we are just like, like, this is why I am such a big fan of yours is because I feel validated. (laughs) (laughs) And and like the thought process and everything. And it just, it feels good to talk to somebody who, who gets it like that, you know? Um, And so we're both teachers. Mm -hmm. We're both podcast hosts. We're both parents. I'd love to hear from your side, how you maintain that work-life balance or that Mm work-life alignment, Um, doing all the things without returning to burnout, because that is a struggle for me. Personally, Mm -hmm. I have to... I, I don't do a time budget like you do, but like I have to block certain times for certain things. And I would just love to hear how you do it.
1: <laughs> okay. So it's interesting. I feel like you were just in my house recently as my husband and I were chatting. So, uh, number one, I have to tell you one reason that I'm not afraid of burnout is because I love the work that I do. And I feel like everything that I do is worthwhile. And I feel like it's making a difference. And again, like I talked about earlier, I feel like the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, for me, I do believe that about being a kindergarten teacher too. And I think that's essentially because I have chosen to work in a really wonderful, empowering workplace. Um, but then for Burned In Teacher, I mean, and you know this because of um, of what you do. Like this is this is my baby. Like I I built everything that is Burned In Teacher. So I have to start off with that. I love the work. With that being said, there is a ton to be done. And just like teaching, wearing all the hats with your kids in your classroom, you wear all the hats in your business too when you're a CEO, especially starting out. So one thing that I have done to create work-life balance so that I'm not working all the time, although I really believe that I could because I really do love it, Mm -hmm. um, I have help. So- over the years, I have built a very small but mighty team, and I've started to delegate things to them that I used to do completely on my own. I I, I very carefully selected people who are either current teachers or who are former teachers who know the life, who know the struggle, and they they help me um, and to create. They help me to organize, and I I couldn't do it without them quite honestly. So number one, just like we tell teachers who are struggling, ask for help. So that's what I do. The other thing that I do is I do time budget, how often I work on burn-in teacher. And I'm talking like setting down in front of the computer to do the work, whether it's answering emails, recording podcasts, you know, um, coaching my, my membership, um, touching base with people who are in the course, et cetera. Et cetera. And um, so I typically, like right now, I'm podcasting from my classroom. I used to think when I first started teaching again back in 2021, I used to think, you know, I will leave at my contract time. I'm going to go home and go right to the office and get work done. And I learned after a few weeks that that's not the best scenario. Me getting it done here at school is I, – because I was afraid I would be distracted by all the things there are to do in my classroom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it actually has been, I've been able to set a really clear boundary, like 3.30 hits. That's when I schedule podcast interviews between 3.30 and 4, or I'm podcasting, or I'm you know getting all those things done. And my typical time to leave is either between 5 or 5.30, depending, again, time budgeting on whether or not I need to pick my daughter up from practice or I need to be home to go for a walk with my husband or, you know, whatever that is. So typically I work for about an hour and a half to two hours a school day on burn teacher after school. Yeah. Yeah. And that it really does come down to me being really intentional and really disciplined and really paying attention to the most important and most urgent things that need to be done. And if they're not urgent or important, that's typically something I would pass to my team. Mm-hmm. Or I make sure that I have it laid out very clearly on a calendar and my priority and my priority planner to make sure that I have those things, you know, that I know those things are coming up. And then I don't know if you use this um, at all, Brittany, but I use Asana. It's a project management system. I so, up. Yeah. Okay. So it just it's it's a really fantastic way to like keep all of the mini projects, all of the tasks, everything organized, and um, it it really is a balancing act. It really is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can I can totally relate to that, and really that was like a selfish question from my mm-hmm. point yes. of view because when I was creating this outline, I was like. What would I want to pick her brain about? Ooh, ooh, what's that thing? You know, because I think I think each season comes with this new struggle um, or this new obstacle to overcome. And so, like recently, it's my passion for the podcast, the you know, helping mm-hmm. teachers and so trying to balance all of the little balls that I have in my court, it's, it's been kind of difficult. And I just really wanted to pick your brain with that, but I think it will help other educators
1: too. (laughs) And really, one thing that I've learned about myself, myself specifically, because I do get burned and bored, Mm -hmm. um, and we can go into the details of the quiz if you'd like to in a little bit or whatnot. Yes. I, I find myself getting burned and bored. Like that is my most consistent burnout type. And so what I've learned about myself is that I st- if I start to feel like I'm bored by something, like if I'm being, if I'm feeling bored with the podcast, um, like with podcasting, I love it. I love serving teachers through the podcast, but it becomes something that is a lot of work and it's overwhelming. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, I just don't want to do it. That means something, I need to do something new with it. It means mm-hmm. I need to spice it up. Yeah. Um, and I I've learned that about myself within my classroom and within Vernon Teacher that if I'm feeling if I'm feeling boredom or if I'm feeling discontent with something it's up to me to decide like okay what has to change because nothing's going to come and especially in Burnin Teacher nothing's going to nobody's going to come and save me there like I have right. to save myself. I have to think about what is our, our next best step um as a team as Vernon Teacher and myself as a teacher in the classroom. So that's something that I really preach hardcore because I know it's true. Like, it's our responsibility. Like, our burnout's not our fault, but it is. It is our responsibility, responsibility. to decide what our next step is going to be.
0: Yeah. And so you were talking about the burnout type quiz, and um, before you t- kind of tell a little bit about this, um, I heard you say most consistently you are um, burned and bored. So when you take this quiz, it's really eye opening. Can you're going to tell a little bit about it, but you can change types. Is that oh, what I'm hearing?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And so, For sure. You can be a mixture of, of both or all three.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the quiz and like how the listeners can get support just from doing that quiz
1: and finding their unique
0: type. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So if you go to burnedinteacher.com slash burnout quiz, um, it's six questions. It takes less than three minutes. And it's just three simple questions defining how you're feeling about certain parts of your day, how you're feeling about your future, you know, what are some things that you think about every day as you're teaching, just to kind of um, gauge where you are. So what I've learned through a lot of research is that not all burnout is alike. And therefore, not all burnout types should be treated equally. And when I when I realized this several years ago, I created the quiz in 28, 2019, um, I was like, oh my gosh, this is why I struggled so badly in the years of 2007 through 2014, 15, because I was reading all of these things that were... F- they were overarching. They were treating all these different burnout types the same, and no wonder because I was a I was a hot mess, Brittany, and I really needed super specific strategies for my type. And so, after you take these um, or answer these six questions, um, you will get you'll get to sign up to see what your results are. So you could be burned and over it burned and unbalanced, burned and bored, or not burned out, not burned out, but something is off or something, you know, is out of balance. So, um, burning over is simply being surrounded by apathy, all day, whether it be your students, your team, your workplace culture, maybe it's yourself. Um, you're just surrounded by negativity. You're feeling super negative yourself and hopeless about your your choice and career. and uh, Unbalanced is just like it sounds. So much to do, not enough time to do it. Working 70 plus hours a week, grading at all hours of the day skipping games or, or missing practices or, or whatnot for your kids so that you can work at school. Um, burned and bored is exactly what it sounds like. You you may have great systems. You're not working all the time. You have great relationships. You should feel like you have it all together, but you're really discontent discontent and you need a change. And um, that kind of sounds like what we were talking about earlier, that burned and bored, where something you just need a shift somewhere. It could be a change in the way you're doing things in your classroom, a change in systems, a change in grade level. It could mean many, many, things. And then not burned out, but something is off means that there could have been something that triggered, has begun to trigger these feelings. Like maybe you've never had the Sunday scaries before, but now you're not sleeping on Sunday night anymore for some reason. And this has just started to happen in the last couple of months or last couple of weeks. And this is like the perfect scenario to find someone like you, Brittany, or someone like me, because it hasn't gotten so bad that you are like crying in your car every day. From right and then to and from school um you're not feeling hopeless you're just like why do i feel different like yeah i used to love doing this thing x, x y or z and now i'm like dreading it what mm-hmm. the heck? and so this is this is a perfect time for you to find you know find some solutions that are specific to you so when you get your result you will automatically get You will land on a page that gives you specific steps for your type. And this is all free, by the way. So it gives you kind of a starting off point of things that you can do specifically for your type. So what you see for burned and unbalanced will not be what you see for burned and over it or burned and bored. And then you'll get an email from me that will lay out all of these things that that you can possibly try to do. Um, so that's really the quiz in a gist. And that is really just the beginning. And for a lot of teachers, I get a lot of replies to these automatic emails that get sent to them that they're like, I feel so seen. I, this was like right on target. Like, I'm smiling about my burnout, which is so crazy. Like, I've heard that so many times. And I've watched teachers teach uh, take this quiz in a live setting. Like, I've done breakout sessions at conferences doing this. And they come in like, I hope my principal didn't see me because I don't want them to know that I'm feeling burned out. You know, there's like taboo there, right? And yeah. then they take this quiz and they go from like hunched over, their shoulders relaxed and they sit back and they're like, oh, I'm not cra- like they'll look at their teacher friend that they came in with, and they're like, "Oh my god, that's me! Like I'm not crazy. I'm, I'm not-, not crazy. Yeah, right? like you do, you feel so crazy, like you don't feel like yourself. You don't feel like you're in your own body sometimes, and um, it's just it's a real relief to know that." someone out there understands where where you've been and they can put a name to it and you know Dan Seagal says if you can name it you can tame it and that is such a huge part of our healing process is being able to name how we're feeling and I almost get emotional talking about it because when I was struggling 2007 through 2013 14 15 I couldn't put a name on it I was just in such a terribly low place and no one could help me. And to be able to offer that to people, and I know you know because you have struggled yourself in your own journey, to be able to offer that help because you've been there and you've found an answer and you've found a solution, it is just like nothing else.
0: Yes. Gosh. You know, I was listening to you talk about these these the quiz, the answers, and all of that, and I was thinking, I've been there. I've been that one. And I've been that one. And that one, too.
1: <laughs> and yeah. so- lead to the other. Because if you're burned and unbalanced for years and you've, you, you've put in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours, and not to mention free hours of free labor, mm-hmm. you keep having more and more work to do no matter how much work you do. You feel like you're on the hamster wheel. You are going to become burned and over it because yeah. you're just like, what is the point? I have worked my life away and I, I'm not seeing any benefits to all of this work. I'm, I, why? Why am I even here anymore? Like, why am I doing this job anymore? Um, so they can lead to another and they can be a hybrid. You know, you can be burned and unbalanced and burned and bored at the same time. Like, yeah. you could be working yourself to death, but then also be like, oh, man, like, I'm just really tired of doing all this work. I'm not like mad about it, but like, I don't want to do this work anymore. I'm going to do something else. Yeah. You know? So, um, So all these can work together as well. Yes.
0: So I'm going to link that in the show notes as well, because I know that it is such a powerful tool just to be able to name it, like you said, like to have that something that you're like, oh, gosh, see, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. This is what I, this is yeah. what it is. Well, um, there's
1: an answer. There's an answer for it.
0: Yeah. I, I just think a lot of teachers just needed this reminder today that they're not alone in their feelings, you know, of burnout, knowing that they have teachers like us in their corner. Um, Do you have any other resources that could help teachers or can you share where the teachers
1: can learn more about and from you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, So you can learn more about me at uh, burnedinteacher.com. That's my website. You can follow me on Instagram at burnedinteacher. And um, I have several free resources. You can get a free chapter of my book, "Hacking Teacher Burnout," at burnandteacher.com slash free chapter. Um, so you can test it out and see, you know, see how you're feeling just by reading that one that one tiny chapter. It can really change a lot for you. Um, yeah, I mean, there's. You can reach out to me, support at burninteacher. If you have any questions, I'm, I answer. I read and answer all of my own emails. So that's one thing I have not delegated yet. <laughs> Um, but I love talking to teachers, especially when it's their first, like they just found me and there's just so much hope in their voice of their emails. I'm sure you know what that's like, Brittany. Yes. I just love hearing from you all. So yes, reach out in any way that you feel comfortable.
0: I love it. So I'm going to put all of those links in the show notes as well as a link to your podcast, which I was on your podcast not too long ago. Um, So. So I will put that in the show notes for people to go and check out those links, check out your resources, learn more about you and from you. Thank you so much, Amber, for coming onto the show and talking with me today. I just love your energy. I love everything that you have and offer. It's it's truly amazing.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Brittany. And it was very fun to talk with you and to see you again. Yes.